Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. The title of the message today is, You Already Have Everything You Need. You Already Have Everything You Need. So, Ira and Ann Yates owned a field where they had a sheep ranch during the Depression in the 1930s. They were not doing well at all at ranching, barely making it, barely making the mortgage payment. Ira was in danger of losing his ranch. And so they had little. They had little money. They had little money for clothes, for food, his family, like many others during the Depression years. They had to live on government subsidy. Day after day, Yates would watch his sheep as they grazed over those rolling West Texas hills. He would rack his brain trying to figure out some way to pay all of those bills. Underneath those grazing sheep all along was one of the richest oil fields in the world. This is a true story. He already had everything that he needed right where he was. He just needed to discover it. That's the big part, right? And he did. To this day, this field has produced over 1 billion barrels of oil, and that is only half of what it will produce in the future. It is in the top 10 oil producers of America. And I, th- I think a lot of times we think that if I had more money, that I could accomplish my dreams. If I had a bigger house, then I would be happy, right? If I had more talent, if I had a better personality, if I knew the right people, then I could do something great with my life. But as long as you feel like you're lacking, that you don't have enough, that somehow you were shortchanged in life, then you'll always make excuses to be less than your best. You've got to have a new perspective. God has given you everything you need for this season in your life right now. Can somebody say amen? Amen. You have all the talent. You have the friends. You have the connections. You have the resources, the experience that you need right now. It doesn't mean that you will need more in the future, but when that time comes, God will make sure that you have what you need then, right? Psalm 34 Verse 10, let's take a look at that. Psalm 34, verse 10 says this. Those who trust in the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who trust in the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Anybody trust the Lord in the house? Amen. 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 You do not have to worry. Whatever you need, God will make sure you have it right when you need it. If you don't have it right now, don't fight it. Don't be discouraged. You don't need it right now. 
Oh, pastor, I didn't want to come and hear this. <laughs> well, this is meant to... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I am here to encourage you that God has given you everything that you need in this moment right now. Don't be discouraged. Our attitude needs to be, today I am equipped to do everything God has given me to do. You know, God wasn't having a bad day when he made you. You may think that, but it's, that's not true. If you needed more talent, God would have given you more talent. If you had needed more friends, God would have given you more friends. Take what God has given you right now and use it to the best of your ability. When we first came up here, my wife and I, to pastor the church, it was almost 14 years ago. It'll be 14 years in November. When we came up here, this, the church was meeting at Placer High School. Some of you remember that. And, you know, we had to make the best of what we had. I knew that we needed to get out of there. I knew that we needed our own church home. But in the meantime, in that moment, we had everything that we needed. And what did we do? We just made it the best we could. And so what we did was, uh, in fact, um, I remember Sam, you and uh, Eric would load up the van initially when we first got there. And then uh, later on, uh, we had a team of guys and, and Roy and I would ride our bikes six miles every Saturday, and we'd go pick up a U-Haul, and we would drive it over to our storage where we had these nice cushy chairs because before then, it was hard metal chairs that we were sitting in at, in Placer High School. We wanted to ramp it up. We already had the, the cushy chairs in storage, so every Saturday, we would load up at the storage the cushy chairs and trees and platform pieces and video equipment and, and screens, and we would drive it, park it. It would stay overnight. That morning, we had a team of guys that would unload that U-Haul, set all the chairs up. We made the best of it, right? And then we would pack it all the way back into the U-Haul, drive it back, unload it again in storage. This happened every weekend every weekend and we did that for over a year and meanwhile we're praying I'm praying oh God give us a building <laughs> and then God gave us this building but the point is we did the best with what we have God blessed us with this building it opened up it was a miracle and then we added uh, the suite be behind us for the kids I looked in my notes yesterday. We uh, started two services back in 2013, and we did that for almost seven years all the way up to COVID. And uh, now we're one service, and guess where we're headed? This pastor wants us back at two services. This pastor wants this church filled up again, and he's, wor he's working hard, and we're going to build up a team again, and uh, we're going to make it happen. Amen? Because we're going to make the best out of our circumstance, and we're going to uh, give it our all. And so the right time, God gave us the building, and sometimes the thinking is, if we had a bigger building, 
if we had more members, then we really would have an impact. And all of that is good, but God has given us exactly what we need. And when the time comes, he will provide for us exactly what we need and who we need as a team for the future. And we can trust him with that. We have to, to watch out for what other people say when we're doing our best, don't we? Other people may say, well, you know, you're not qualified to do what you do. You don't have what it takes. You need to remember that you are living your life before God and not before people. And he is the one who has appointed you. He is the one who has anointed you to do what God has called you to do. And he is the one who has equipped you. The day that you are born, he equipped you with what you needed. And he's equipping you right now for this moment. Don't worry about what other people are saying. You have what it takes to do what God has created you and designed you to do. Amen. It has to do with perspective. It has, doesn't it? It has to do with how we look at things. You may look at your car and say, all I have is this old beat up car. How about, how about this? That's one perspective. How about this? This old car is exactly what I need right now. It's getting me from one place to another and God has given it to me. All I have is one friend that you may look at life that way. All I have is one friend. How about this? This one friend is exactly what I need and who I need right now in my life. All I have is this low-level job. How about God has given me this job right now, and I'm going to make the best out of it. Amen? Amen. And this is an empowering way to live. It's, a, it's, it's being thankful. It's being humble. And it's not making excuses or not feeling like you've been shortchanged. Think about it. If God were withholding something good from you right now that you needed, he would not be a just God. He would not be a just God. You know, in Psalm 84, it says that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. That does mean, though, that he's withholding every bad thing from you uh, right now, you know? And that's a good thing. As long as you keep honoring God, he will give you what you need right when you need it. It means if you don't have it right now, guess what? You don't need it right now. <laughs> it was quiet then. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question. Are you going to trust him? Yes. Will you keep a good attitude yes. and be your best, even though it's taken you longer than you thought? If you will be faithful right where you are, knowing that you have everything that you need, God will get you where you need to be, but you need to trust him. If you look at people in the Bible, like I'm thinking of David right now, do you remember when David fell into adultery? Do you remember what Nathan told him, the prophet? He said, if it, if it had not been enough, God would have given you more. In other words, David, God blessed you with everything and you messed it up. You thought that there was something more that you needed. And if it had not been enough, God would have given you more, Nathan said to David. God is closely watching your life. You know, I think 
we don't realize how much in charge and in control God is, and we need to trust him that way. Whatever you need, God will make sure you have it right when you need it. There was a miracle provision moment in my life where I thought, this is so holy that I will never tell anyone in my entire life. Because it was that pronounced. It was that much of a specific miracle that I thought, this is too holy. This is from God. I'm never telling anybody. I can't, I can't tell anybody about this. And then later on, God said, you know, it's okay. You can, you can tell people. So it was when I didn't have any money. I was coming to the end of my ropes as far as having provision. I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. And rent was due. I was living in uh, an apartment. This was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I would go for prayer walks, and I would praise the Lord. And sometimes I would just fast because, you know, just, just praying, oh, God, I don't know where my next meal is coming from. Uh, I just praise you, and I worship you, and I glorify you. And as I was walking on this highway, much like Highway 49, I was walking, and I was just praising the Lord. And I, I looked down, and there was a, a quarter in the leaves. So I thought, okay, thank you, Lord. And I picked up that quarter and I put it in my pocket and I kept walking. I walked a few feet and there was some more change. And I put that change in my pocket. I said, thank you, Lord. And I just kept walking and praying and praising the Lord. And then I saw a dollar bill just not too far away from that. And I picked that up, put it in my pocket, walked a few more feet. There's a five, a 10, 20, and so on. And literally it got to the point where I was wrestling through on my hands and knees on this main highway, and I was stashing cash and change into my pockets. And I was, I was on my knees thinking, this is wild. This is crazy. I also remember thinking to myself, what are people doing on the highway? Just going, opening the window and going, woohoo, you know, throwing money out the window. I was like, this is crazy. This is wild. So I had money in my pockets. I had enough to go get food. I, went, I remember I went to McDonald's, and they were having, like, some, uh, you know, Monopoly, Monopoly winner game, you know. And I would go. I, I paid for my lunch. I got, they give you those game pieces. And it said, you're a winner. And they're, you're a winner. You're a winner. And they go, oh, here, have some extra ones. You're a winner. You're a winner. And I was like, this is crazy. I'd go back and get more food. And, and I had all this food, and I was like, this is, this is wild. Then I went to the supermarket. I said, well, I better go buy some food with, with all this money. I went into the supermarket. I'm walking up and down the aisles, and this lady walks up to me and says, I don't know who you are. I don't know why I'm supposed to do this, but here. And she hands me cash. And I put it in my pocket, and I said, this is really, thank you, Lord. Wow, wow. And I thought, I, gotta, I, I was so shocked I didn't even thank her. I was just standing there with my, my mouth open, and so I ran through the store, and, I'm, you know, as soon as she gave it to me, I'm standing there in awe. She turns the corner, and I thought I didn't even thank her. I ran throughout the store, and I could not find her. You know, they say the uh, entertaining angels and angels unaware. I think that may have been an angel. I don't know. We'll find out in heaven, right? The point is, 
God had everything that I needed right in the moment. You know, Jesus said that. He said, don't worry about these things. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. God will take care of those things for you. He says, the world worries about these things, but that's not so with you. You trust your heavenly father and he will provide for you. When you realize that the creator of the universe is directing your steps, giving you what you need in the moment, and it becomes uh, uh, enough. And his promises show you and bless you as you trust in those promises. You won't go around discouraged when you trust in him, thinking it's not fair. Why didn't I get any good breaks? When is this ever going to change? No, you keep doing your best and you keep honoring God and quit being stressed out. God has written you on the palm of his hand. You know what that means? That means that you are right there in his his eyesight, your name on his hands. He's got you right before himself watching over you. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're facing. He knows exactly what you need. Amen? Amen. Amen. He has every day of your life in his book. God knows what you need when you need it. And he also knows how to get it to you just when you need it. Well, you say, well, the devil's been holding things back from me. Well, the last time I checked, God can handle the devil. God can override the devil. And last time I checked, God is greater than the devil. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, the way that we look at it really has to do with the natural versus the supernatural in our perspective. Look at John chapter 4, verse 7. John chapter 4, verse 7 through 15. Do you remember the woman at the well? Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at that time because the disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift of God, the gift that God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir... You don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and animals enjoy? By the way, if you've seen The Chosen, this is a great episode. Jesus says, yeah, I know, I know Jacob. <laughs> like, yeah, I know Jacob, I, you know. I made him, you know, <laughs> but uh, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. She's looking at it in the natural. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come to to get water here. And how often do we do the same thing? We look at things in the natural expecting that we have to somehow uh, fix this. And I'm t- there are times we have to take responsibility for our lives. But so too often, I think, when problems arise, when it comes to lack, we initially, our first thought is, I've got to try to fix this myself instead of trusting God and, and his provision in our life. And Jesus the whole time is saying, look, I'm right here. I can handle this if you just trust me. God tells us, 
He's going to do something supernatural, and we try to figure it out in the natural. And we serve a supernatural God. Amen? Amen. And he can take something that is ordinary, he can breathe on it, and turn it into something extraordinary. Like David, he had five smooth stones. That's the ordinary. That's a shepherd boy who is using those means that he is acquainted acquainted with. It looked insignificant. And even more than that, Saul tried to put on him his armor, but that didn't feel right to David. What God has given other people is not going to work for you. So don't try to get what other people have. It will only weigh you down because it is not designed for you. He had to use what God had given him. God breathed on it and he defeated Goliath and it and became he became David became the king of Israel. Samson was surrounded by a huge army and everywhere he looked there were horses. There were chariots. There were weapons. And all he had was the jawbone of a donkey. But God breathed on it, and God breathed on him, and he defeated 1,000 men. All Moses had was a stick. When God breathed on it, the Red Sea parted. Don't underestimate what God has given you. Amen? When God breathes on what he's given you, miracles happen. You are not at a disadvantage because God is with you. You and God make a majority. Amen. Amen. Zechariah 4.10 says this, Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Amen. My pastor in my 20s gave me a postcard from the Christian bookstore, and I'll never forget it. He said this, Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Do what you can with what you have right where you are, because God will multiply it. Remember the feeding of the 5,000? Matthew chapter 14, verse 15. Let's take a look at it. We need to remind ourselves of the God that we're serving. We need to remind ourselves that Jesus does miracles. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Have you ever had God do something like that with you? Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have, do you hear that? But we only have, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here. And God is saying the same to us. We say, I only have this. God says, bring it here. I'm going to breathe on it. I'm going to... I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to bless it, and it's going to multiply for you. Do you believe it today? We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered, bring them here. He said then, he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he, he gave to the bread the disciples. He distributed it to the people. They all ate as many as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men, if you add the women and children, it'd be more like 10 to 15,000. They were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Amen. Amen. God will never ask you to do something and then not give you the ability to do it. If you use what God has given you, 
he will multiply it for you. Listen, you are not too short. You are not too tall, not the right nationality. God has designed you just the way you are. You are his masterpiece and you have everything that you need right now. You can say a prayer like this, God, I thank you that I have everything that I need. And I thank you, Lord God, that you supply all my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I want to ask you today, maybe you're here today and you came and you said, you know, I'm, I'm lacking so many things or so many things aren't happen, happening in my life. Maybe you feel uh, frustrated. Maybe you feel like you've been shortchanged. But I want to tell you something. We have to get out of that attitude that says nothing's going to happen with me and get out of that discouragement and change your perspective to see things the way God sees them. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk. Freedom Talk.